Now we're going to do a review in Likutas Sichas Chelik Yud Gimel, and this is the second Sicha for the Parshas Matis. So over here, the Rebbe discusses um, what the uh, the Pasik relates in the Parsh in the Revi of Matis, and this is talking about after the war uh, with Midian. Uh, so then, uh, there's a whole discussion. The Abishta first sent them to take revenge, and then. Um, they got upset, Moshe, because they let all those uh, women uh, live, and they were the ones that caused the Bnei Yisrael to sin, etc. Then finally, the Pasik says that Hashem says to Moshe that you should count all of the uh, spoil that they took from the animals and from the uh, humans. And they should count it all. Now, how should they divide? What should they do with all the spoil that they did? So the Pasuk says that they split. They split the spoil between those who actually went to war. We learned before they sent 1,000 people from each tribe to the war. So between all the people that went to the war, so they got half of the spoil. And then the rest of the Jewish people, they got the other half. So they split it 50%. Those, they got the biggest, the biggest part of it because they went to war. So they got to split all a half. And the rest took also the other half. Then Hashem has another commandment. The other commandment is that you take off a meches, a tax that you give for Hashem. Now here there were two separate taxes. There was one tax that you get gave from the people that went to war. So over there, you had to give one of 500, whether it's from the humans or from the cattle, the donkeys, the sheep, each one of these categories, you had to give one five of every five of every 500, you gave one. And who do you give it to? You give it from the half, you give it to Lozer HaKoyen. Lozer the Koyen got Lozer the Koyen got a uh, one five hundredth of the spoil. And then the other half that the Jewish people got, the Pasik says, over there from every fifty, whether it's again it's human, cattle, donkeys, sheep, from all the Bahama. So one fiftieth you give to the Levim who guard the Beis Hamikdash, and then it says Moshe and Elozer Hakoyin did as Hashem instructed Moshe. Seems pretty clear what they needed to do, and seems pretty pretty clear so far what happened. So when the verse says in Pasuk Lamad Aleph that Moshe and Elozer Hakoyin did as Hashem told Moshe, that would be already telling us the whole story. But yet, the verse goes on, tells us exactly. Now here it's also a little bit, you'll see, the Pasuk tells us exactly. First of all, how much there was sheep, and how much cattle, how much donkeys, how much humans. And it tells you each one the number of the amount that it was. So that's one thing. Then the posse continues. It tells you how much 50% of it is. 
which means the 50% that goes to the uh, people that go, uh, that went to fight, they get 50%. So it doesn't just tell you the total amount. It's specifically in Pasuk Lamed Vav. It tells you how much it came out to. And then the Pasuk doesn't stop there. It tells you also how much since they had to give uh, one of 500 to Elazar, it tells you exactly how much it came from each one, from the sheep, from the cattle, from the donkey, from the human. So that went to Elazar. That's not enough. The Pasuk continues further and tells us how much the other half of what the Bnei Yisrael got. And tells you the exact number. And again, from each kind, what it was from the cattle, the donkeys, the humans. And then it tells you that Moshe took from the half of the Bnei Yisrael, and he took one of 50, and again, from the humans, from the behemoth, and he gave it to whom? To the Levim. Now, you would expect, since the Torah tells you all the details, how much the parts were, uh, exactly what it came to Lozer HaKoyin. So in this case, when you're taking the uh, portion, 150, it's from the Bnei Yisrael, the Torah will tell you also the number, how much the Levim ended up getting. Over here, the Torah doesn't tell you. And the passage just says, Kasher Tziv Hashem Moshe, ends over there. So here the Rebbe is asking in the Sicha, he says, either way, first of all, why do we need to know all the details and why do we need to know the counts? We can figure out how much 50 is. We can figure out what means one is 500, uh, each 500. We know that. That's very obvious. The Torah already needed to finish before and tell you what the total is and to say that Moshe did as Hashem instructed and then that's the whole story. What is this whole Rashi coming over here to tell us? So that's what we're going to be learning in the Sikha. So look inside Ois Aleph. The Parsha Seinu Misuper. In our portion, it relates. After the Bnei Yisrael were victorious over Midian. So it says, They brought those who they captured. As Rashi says, when Shvi, together Malkoyach Shvi, is referencing the human beings. Malkoyach reference the animals, the Malachayim. So, etc. Tziva Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem instructs as follows. That so esroish Malkoyach Hashvi. I want you to count the heads of what you took in in captivity Ba'odom, for the humans. How many? And then Uba Behema. And also how much in the animals? The Goimer, etc. Then the verse continues, the Chotsiso Esamalkoyach. You should split that which you have taken in from all of the uh, spoil. You split it, between those who actually took part in the war, who came out into the armies, and in between the other half for the rest of the community. Quoting from the Rashi, Half for the ones who went out to war, and the other half for the rest of the community. Then the posse continues, You shall raise a tax 
meaning to separate for Hashem, from the people that went to war from their half. You took Echod, Nefesh, one soul, soul, animal, humans, any. So you take one of 500. What do you do with that? You give that, that, one of 500 from those who went to war, you give that to Lozor the Koyin. And what about the other half that went to the rest of the Bnei Yisrael? Over there you take one part of 50. And what do you do with that? What you took? You give them to the Levites, etc. And then the Posse concludes, He did like Hashem instructed Moshe. So, Again, that would seem already, we know everything. But then, then later on, the POSIC details, gives you the amount, the exact number of each one of the kinds, like we said, the humans, the donkeys, the, uh, the sheep, the cattle. And then uh, it tells you, and on top of that, it gives you the total of a shall call min vimin. The half of each kind and kind, hashayich that belongs to those who went to war, and then it also tells you the and the number, the amount, hameches la Hashem imenu, the tax that you gave to Hashem from it, and it tells you from each kind and kind in detail. That's about the half that went to those who waged war. The same thing is the amount in the half of the Bnei Yisrael. It tells you again, from each kind and kind. And he concludes, Over here he just said, from the half that went to the Bnei Yisrael, you gave the portion of percent, one of fifty. But Over here it doesn't tell you what it came out to. So by this last number, which would follow the the, be symmetrical with everything we learned before, oh, it doesn't tell you what it is. So, it would seem this is totally not understood. Why is the Torah prolonged to detail all these numbers? It would have been sufficient if he would have just said, that Moshe and the Koine Lazar did as Hashem told Moshe. What do we need to know how much it was and how much it is? So, it's not important to know, it's just that he did as Hashem told him. Why do we need to know what the number of the amount in a general way, how much it was? And also, we shall call Minu Min Befrat. And also to know how much each one, what the donkeys were, what the cattle was, what the sheep was, what the humans were. Why is that important? So, even if we'll say, that the Torah wants, let's say there's some reason. It wants to tell you all the story of what happened over there. Tell you, you should know how much there was. For some reason, the Torah wants to 
So for that would be sufficient to let us know what is the accounting of the Malkoyach. But we can understand from ourselves, we would know what is the half that belongs to those who went to war. We can figure out how much is one of 500. We can also figure out what the number of the second half. So this is not something, tell me the total, but tell me, how something, uh, but without having to specify the uh, details of it, we can figure out how much 50% is, we can figure out how much 1 of 500 is, and we can figure out what the uh, 1 of 50 is. But then, on the other hand, if for some reason, there is a need to also specify the details. So why did he not detail also the the account, the amount of one of fifty that belonged to the Levim? And the Rebbe says to add to this, this is a question that everybody has. But the other question the Rebbe has, how come Rashi doesn't address it? Since these questions are when you learn the simple text of the verse, Rashi should have answered it. As we spoke many times, it is Rashi's custom, Rashi's usual way in his commentary on the Torah, to explain all difficult matters when you learn the simple meaning of the verse. And since Rashi does not answer those questions, so that proves to us that when you study the verses, According to the simple meaning of the Pasik, there is really no room for these questions. Okay, so we don't know why, but we'll wait for the Rebbe's answer. But in the meantime, the Rebbe brings down what the Ramban answers. The Ramban Metaritz, the Ramban explains um, that to this detail, to tell us how much is 50%, the Kamahameches also tells you the amount of what the tax came into. Loidia, that is to tell you, let you know. Kimin hayoyim shelokhu hamalkoya chazeh, that from the day that they taken this spoil, at shemonois, until the time that they counted all the spoil. Vichotsu oisoi. And they split it. And they separated the tax from it. And they gave it to Lozer the Koyin. From this entire cattle, even one didn't die. How could it be that 50% remained after the time that it takes to count them to split it and to take out the percentage? 
all of these humongous amount of cattle, nobody died. So that the number that you ended up giving the percentage was exactly the same. Zenes, this is a great miracle. That's why the Posse tells us. And the same thing is true in the half of the goes to the community that goes to the Levim. That everything stayed in the same number. Okay. But the Rebbe says, alright. Abo, however, Milvat Shadain Kosher Lomo we still have the question so if the Torah wants to tell you detail to show you the miracle and to point out that nothing was lacking so why did the Torah not specify the tax that belongs to the Levim that you took from the Bnei Yisrael but in addition to that even according to the literal way of learning God does not make a miracle in vain. Hashem is not there to show us tricks, to show us that He can make miracles. So, so why did Hashem do this miracle? Uh, why did Hashem do such a miracle that from all the cattle, nothing should die? The Torah is telling us that. But why did Hashem tell, teach us this miracle? So, So, if it is to tell you that none of the uh, money that belongs to the inn there, the, all these cattle, should not be lacking, we don't find that the Abishter makes a miracle in order to protect the money of Israel. There are many ways to Hashem to assure that they should not be lacking over there, so there would not be a necessary uh, a necessary uh, miracle to make it that none of them should die in all the explanation. Um, so, the Rebbe explains like this, um, that really uh, what the, uh, the, the difficulty is, um, the Torah wants to tell us what happened over here. It's not mamish, a miracle as the Rebbe is going to explain, but something really outstanding took place. Something very, very unique. Because, you know, they had to give one of 500. So in order to give one of 500, the number that they took in needs to be able to be divided by 500. What happens if the total amount that they received so it was 550, so there's 50 left, there's no... How are you going to take the portion from an amount which is not divided exactly by the number? The same thing is by the 50, but we'll see. So let's look inside. What's the explanation? If the Torah would have just written the command, what Hashem commanded... And afterwards, it would have said, that Moshe did, etc. And no, not more than that. There is room for a very big question. And specifically, when you try to approach it from the simple of these matters. Based on the nature, when you 
take when you take into captivity humans and animals. It is totally uncommon. That the number of every kind and kind by themselves, so you count each one, should be so precise to that extent so that a half, 50% of every kind you can divide them up to groups in groups of 50 and of 500 because you're going to have to give a tax from that amount so you have exactly to divide them up that means that the Muhammad people had them divide into 500 and the other people divide into 50s. So to have the exact number, without being anything extra. So it splits right down the middle. Using the language of our sages of blessed memory, it's impossible to be so precise, to exact. So what would be, therefore, in our case? Since you needed to take the tax one part of the 50, from the Pechelik of the Bnei Yisrael that went to the Levim, of theirs they took 50. So basically, you had a group of 50, and you took one from that 50, and you gave it to the Levi. And then, you took 500, divided into 500s, and you took one of 500, from the portion of those who went to the army, because by them you took one 500 that went to a lozer. The Ebrister should have added something in his command. So what do we do about the extras? What do we do that that doesn't equal, doesn't end up with 500, doesn't end up with 50? How are we going to do What are we going to do with that? So That's why the post specifies. And says, And he tells you, It tells you in detail, all the numbers. To let you know, that in our case, there was a very wondrous preciseness in all these numbers. That in every kind in by itself, was the exact number in a way that they were able to take they can take one part of 50, and one of the 500 of the half, and there was nobody extra. So, but before the Rebbe asked, but the Ebesha doesn't do miracles. Seems like uh, to be an outstanding miracle that it's, the Rebbe said it's not for it to happen. That they, they should all match up exactly to 500 and exo- all match up exactly to divide by 50s with none of them extra. The Rebbe explains now there's a difference between a miracle and there's a difference between saying that something 
very outstanding happened over here, but it's still not a miracle. Something which is not common and it took place, okay, so it took place. That's not a miracle. That's not called a miracle in vain. For none of the animals, as the Rebbe said before, for them to die, that would be a miracle because it doesn't make really sense for that to happen because naturally animals died. But for a number to happen to be that number, that's not go. That doesn't go against nature. Let's see inside. Ein loimar, you can't say alzeh nes hepechateva that this is a miracle, which is the opposite of nature. Say, for example, Avram, he wasn't burnt in the fire of Urkazdim. That's an open miracle. That's a miracle that defies nature. Nature does not force us that the numbers should not be exact. It's only It's not common, but it does not contradict because it's not going against nature. Um, so, the Rebbe adds a little bit more of explanation over here. In Noiz Gimel, the Rebbe says, It's still not fully understood. The Lechaira, it would seem, soif soif, that at the end of the day, It's a matter which is not common at all and at all. Why did this have to happen in our case that this great miracle took place? So the Rebbe says that Abir Bazem, explaining it, look in the language of the Posuk. Look what it says. After the Shem says that you should raise a tax for Hashem from those who go to war. And it says, Echod nefesh mechameish hameyes, one of five hundred. Choyser ha-kosuv the Pesach repeats, and it says again, Mimachtsisom tikochu v'nosatom. Then it goes back again, it says, from the half you shall take, and you shall give it to Eloz ha-koyim. So why does the Torah mizesh ha-kosuv madrish? From the fact that the verse emphasizes mimachatzisom tikocho, from the half you should take. It looks like it seemingly those are extra words. So muchach that is proves to us that Hashem wanted that the fact that they will take the echod mechamishim or the chamish meyus take one fifty of one five hundred. Shem wanted to include all machzis. He didn't want you to start taking extra pieces for this. The whole thing, a machzis gets its meches. Had there been extra, there would not been any taking over there. So we would have a spoil that you cannot give from it a portion to Hashem. David didn't want that. So therefore, the Abishter made this sort of special, unique miracles in order to be able to give 
the mechas exactly of the machzis. Um, so the Rebbe says, but Abaladayin in the movement, you know he's not still not understood. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Tziva Lachtzis Es Hamalkoyach. The Eibushter instructed to split the spoil. which means Shetzorich Lias Beis Chalokim Shavim. Hashem said, split it, split it into two. But Lachayre. And it would seem, Mikivon Shamalkoyach Hoyo, the Misper Godel, since it was a large number that the spoil, Kibafurish Bekro, as the Posik says specifically, Bevadai Ovar Meshach Zman Rav, so there had to pass a long time, Mishishilu Limnois, from when they started to count, Vaad Shagomru Haminion, until they ended the count. And then later on, like the Pasik says, then they split what they brought in. And after that, they raised the taxes from the people and from the animals, as the Pasik says. And as usual, it is impossible that during all this time not even one died from the animal and from the animal. There was such a huge uh, uh, number which is 40,800 from all the 40,800 Nobody died. Because even if one would die, then you can't split it. Then you don't have equal. And then, then would be an extra in which you didn't take the mechas. So, that's why the Torah has to go after that. And tell you, oh, specifically that the Machzis Bnei Yisrael remained intact. That the amount of the second half, was exactly like the amount of the first half. Because over here also there was a very a wondrous matter which is totally uncommon at all. That from all the humans and the animals that they took into the spoil, nobody died. But here too, the Gamba canal here too, as mentioned earlier, this is not considered to be totally against nature. And Betam, because, you know, it's not. Sometimes it happens, but it's not usual, but it's not against nature. The Tam Hadover, why did the Ebrish they make this? That is in order for the Bnei Yisrael to be able to fulfill the command of HaKadosh That's why they need to have it exactly so then they can give their 50, 150th. To, to the Levim, the Machzis Anshe Hatsova. First, it has to be equal to the half of the Anshe Hatsova, Vachatsisom, and we can't have anything extra. So, therefore, uh, 
it had to have this miracle, this very unusual, not a miracle, but a very unusual thing that everybody, that everything stayed, stayed in, intact. But But after the Torah related all the above, then there is no need to detail what the one fiftieth is going that it came out. That is very self-understood. But it just gives you the general uh, tells you that that he took from the half of the Bnei Yisrael, he took one fifties, etc., and that uh, covers all. In Ois Hay, the Rebbe is going to give a very uh, brilliant uh, idea of why the Pasik uh, would not, according to the style of Halacha, the Rebbe spoke before about traditional Mikra, but why would the Pasik not detail the uh, Meches, the part that they separated from the portion that the Yidin got to the Levim, and they did, uh, the Pasuk does mention the exact amount, what it came out that they separated from the Yitzhah Muhammad that went to Elozor, based on the fact that this uh, part uh, that you give to the Bnei Yisrael from the spoil does not apply for the future. Uh, only the part of uh, the ones that go to war, they're the only ones that get. We don't split it with the other people. So therefore the Torah speaks about it in short term versus long term. Let's look inside. Hey, In the style of halacha, we can answer this difference. That what? That the posig details the number, the amount of the tax of the separation of the half, which belongs to the ones who actually went to war, is number and not to the part that half that belongs to Bnei Yisrael. The Torah doesn't detail how much the uh, one of 50 that was given to the Levim came out to. So the Rebbe explains like this, Shittas HaBahagi, the uh, view of the Balhalochus Gedolus is, Shachiyu Litil HaMeches V'chulu, that this obligation to take the taxes, Mishlal Midyon, from the spoil of Midyon, Hubeminyan HaMitzvah, that we counted, that's one of the mitzvahs, one of the 613 mitzvahs, is the mitzvah of separating the tax from the spoil. But the Rambam, the Rambam, the Rambam disagrees with the Balalochas Gedolus, and according to the view of the Rambam, since this is not a mitzvah which applies for the generations, in other words, it was only a one-time mitzvah. Therefore, Eino nimnis b'minyan ha-mitzvahs, it's not counted in the number of the 630 mitzvahs because we only count mitzvahs that, 613, that apply for the future generation, not at a one-time mitzvah. That's why the Rambam does not count 
the mitzvah of separation of the tax in the main mitzvahs. However, Harambam Bahasagoisov, the Ramban in his challenges, Metaritz to the Rambam, the challenges of the Ramban on the Rambam, he answers Metaritz Shitasabahag. He answers the view of the Balalochas Gedolos, why he does count it. Umefarish, and he explains Kabahag Svirulay, that the Bahag, the Balalochas Gedolos holds, Shatrumas Midion, he mitzvah Negas Ladoidis, that he holds. That that separation that they gave in Midian is a mitzvah which applies for generations. That also the generations to come, when you go for war, you still have to give a tax. You have to take off a meches. And that's why the Balochus does count it. Umakshal questions that answer of the Ramban. That a mefurish bigamara, the gemara specifically clearly states, shatrumas midyon enoi neheges l'teres, that the separation of midyon is not applied to the generation. How could the Ramban answer the Bahak by saying that it applies for the future generations when the gemara clearly says that it does not apply to the generations? Umetaretz hanoide beYehuda. So the noide beYehuda answers the question of the zayder ekiya. That only that truma that was taken from the portion, what the Gemara is talking about is the truma that was taken from the portion of the Bnei Yisrael, the Echot Ochuz Mechamishim that we gave to the Levim, that does not apply to the Doiris. Because in the generations to come, they don't give a part of what they took from the captivity and the malkoyach, the animals, the people that they took to the people that sit at home. We don't take from them that meches. Uh, that's why the Gemara says, explains the Neid Behuda, that it's Einan Hegel's Neidus. However, Mashenkin had Truma Memachzi Tevsamil Chomo. However, the truma, the separation from the half, which those who actually went to war, So according to according to the view of the Baalochis it does apply to the generation. So part of the mitzvah, it does apply. So according, that's why the Bahag does count it as, that's why it counts it in the mitzvah, because part of it, the part that was given to that was taken from the Yitzhak Muhammad does apply for generation and it does not conflict, explains the Neid Behuda what the Gemara says, which is talking about the part that was given to the, the people that were sitting at home. Ein Shombarucha, looking there at length. So, so based on this, we can explain. The the length in the verse about the truma that was to- taken from the portion of those who went to out in the army, for this is important for the generations. Because that applied. But on the other hand, the truma that they took from the Israel, Mikivon, because it doesn't apply for generation, that's why the Pasik is short. So basically, it's another answer according to Halacha, why the Pasik will not prolong in a Halacha, which is not 
doesn't detail it so much because it's not an halacha that applicable, it's applicable for the generations to come. In Ayuz Vav, the Rebbe is going to learn a lesson from the way the Rebbe explained the Rashi before that the most important, the principle here was that it should split exactly uh, in a way that, uh, that the Yidin should be able to give the exact numbers, the one of 500, and that this, the halves should split exactly, and the numbers should later on uh, come out exactly, because we wanted that everything should be have a meches from it exactly. And the Rebbe says this took a whole long... Uh, first of all, the accuracy, Hashem made it miraculously that all the numbers were exactly right. And number two, even to prepare that these animals should be as healthy, it means that Hashem prepared the Midianite when they were raising their cattle, they made them in such a way that they were able to last through this whole time, and exactly the number stayed, that tells us how much Hashem, uh, in preparation for the Eden to do the mitzvah, already orchestrates it that the raising of these animals much before should be in the right way, so that they can later on fulfill the mitzvah in its fullest, and so in all mitzvahs, don't get worried about there is some distractions, difficulties, because Hashem will provide and help you do the mitzvah in its fullest measure. Let's look inside. What is the lesson from the above uh, mention, above subject, the way we explained it before in the simple meaning of the Pasuk? How great is dear the observance of the mitzvahs through the Bnei Yisrael. So as many matters that are totally uncommon, they happened and they took place, only that the Bnei Yisrael should fulfill the mitzvah in its wholesomeness. HaKadosh Baruch And not only, the lesson is that not only at the time that you need to do the Metzvah, so the Ebrishter causes, Mesavetz HaKadosh Baruch the Ebrishter orchestrates, Shaloi Yihiyu Bilbulim Umanius, so that you shall not be uh, distractions, confusion, and things that prevent, Elagam Lifnei, even before, Lifnei Boy Hazman, before the time comes, Likim HaMetzvah Poyal, to do, the actual mitzvah, orchestrate causes reasons, so in order that after a long time, the observance of the mitzvah should be in its fullest in its wholesomeness. Like happened in our case. That we're talking about the people that they took in captivity and the animals that they took into captivity of Midian talking about even the Midian each one of them it was the same number was exact for a long time until it took the time to split it even one did not die the man, the animal, everything the numbers from what they came from the spoil, till they split it, till they gave the percentage that went to the uh, Lazar and the Levim, everything was accurate. But they move on. 
So it's understood. So it's understood that in order that at the time when there is the war, that the Bnei Yisrael wage with Midian, so that the people and the animals of Midian, the Misper Meduik Shalalofim, should be the exact number in the thousands. So the number states, Sarichlius, Hamasu Matn Shal Al Nishay Midian. So there, the give and take of the people of Midian, Gidl Mikneim Bechulu, and which means the business that they do, that they bought the the cattle, the various different things, and the raising of the cattle Bechulu. Zman Rab, this was a long time before but even Amasim Lazer, it should have been in such a fitting way, so that the animals should be strength so strong and healthy that nothing would change. Signanachar, using a different style. Uh, this idea is man oruch lifnei hamilchama, a long time before the war. Sibe vakodesh baruch hu kama vakama sibes. Hakodesh baruch hu Hashem orchestrated many many reasons. She is asku anshe midyon b'masu matan that the people of Midian should occupy in their dis- business dealings. Vigadlu behemay seyem. And they should raise their animal in such a manner. So when the time comes, that the Bnei Yisrael will need to fulfill the Mitzvah Hashem in the captivity of the animals and of the people and the Malkoyach, the animals of Midian, they should be able to fulfill it in its fullest. So all the dealings from many years before were also orchestrated in such a way that they dealt with it so that when they will finally wage war with them and take them into captivity, they will uh, be able to withstand and stay for a long time without any one of them dying. So from this is a lesson for each one and one. You should not be... Affected, we call Bilbul Umania Viku from any confusion, anything that prevents or stops. If sometimes, occasionally, it appears that it's not possible to fulfill a mitzvah, etc. Al don't worry. But rather, your heart should be trusting. Orchestrated, and he will cause sibus, uh, other causes to the extent that he will able to fulfill the mitzvahs in their wholesomeness. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Matis of Matis in Tovshin Lamed Base.